16 minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's the headline segment here on Metro FM Talk. And tonight uh, we shift our attention all the way out to uh, the Free State and uh, interesting developments coming out of there uh, insofar as the uh, governing party, the African National Congress, is concerned. Now, former president, uh, uh, former ANC president as well, Tabombeki, arrived in that province today to assist in the process of unity and renewal of the ANC in the Free State. You would know uh, that uh, there's certainly been many divisions, uh, fissures, and uh, polarization in that province, uh, much of which uh, in some cases would end up in the courts as uh, different groupings would contest one another uh, using uh, those mechanisms. And uh, the province currently has an interim provincial committee, which is led by Mkolisa Tukwana. This after the Supreme Court of Appeal uh, uh, and uh, the finding of the verdict of uh, that court disbanded the leadership which it had found unconstitutional. Now, uh, one gentleman who's been following this story and uh, who was out in the free state door-stopping uh, people and uh, speaking to some of the uh, uh, dramatis personae, if I can say that, out in uh, the free state's ANC, I'm joined on the line by Samgela Masego, political reporter here at the SABC. Masego, Gunjan Bab. A very good afternoon to you, Abong, and to the listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, we saw you on the telly, uh, I guess, uh, door-stopping people. I, I think I saw the interview with Pasega Nompondo and Usisintombela uh, uh, as well. Um, and maybe just before we get, I guess, uh, to the presence of Tabombeki uh, in this unity process, this process of unity talks, I would assume, talk to me just and give maybe a brief background to the political history in the last few decades of the Free State and, of course, some of the tensions that have played themselves out in the ANC. Well, essentially, what uh, is happening within the African National Congress, right, in the Free State province, in the Free State province, is that over the years, former ANC President Tabun Beki, the last time he addressed a, a gathering in the Free State province, was when he was still the president of the country before mm. that watershed, the Pulakwana Conference of the African National Congress. This is where Beki warned about a looming energy crisis in the country. And then, you'd remember, at the time, he was president of the ANC, the National Lukota was the national chairperson of the ANC. They worked very hard to block Elias Sekhode the Mahashule from ascending as the premier of the province, uh, despite the virtue that he was the provincial chairperson of the ANC. They blocked him at all means necessary, saying that he was not the correct fellow uh, to be in government and to lead the province, even though he was also in seat at the time and was subsequently fired on allegations of corruption. You've had the Free State province during a decade-long tenure of former President Jacob Zuma being aligned mm. to the former president in the situation that H. Uh, Mahashule was made premier of the province by former President Jacob Zuma, the National Executive Committee. And uh, fast forward to what is happening today. Uh, in fact, going to 2012 uh, conference of the ANC, uh, the ANC and the Free State went into that conference, having been disbanded. They were, in, in, they were disbanded by the Supreme Court of Appeals. They went into the into the Nazareth conference as uh, disbanded PEC as well. Ace Mahashule was in fact a branch delegate at that conference rather than uh, going there as a PEC member. Going to uh, the ANC's watershed Polokwana conference again as a PEC of the Free State was disbanded on allegations of of, of uh, a branch manipulation. If you remember that Mbo Mpora Makata judgment in 2012. Uh, at uh, the Mangawung conference. Mm. So essentially the free state has been fraught with a number of challenges. Many people say, what is wrong with the ANC today? 
all of it began in the Free State province. Mm, mm, mm. And of course, I think many people would suggest that it uh, still is very much part of uh, what is uh, challenging and what is wrong and what is problematic uh, about, uh, I guess, uh, the um, challenge of unity and renewal. Um, the presence of Tabombeki today, um, I guess uh, I saw you doorstopping him there uh, and uh, he indicated to you that I guess he was just, you know, relaxing. Uh, he'd been invited by the Free State leadership. Um, kind of really, I guess, portraying a mood that says, what's up with all the halapaloo, Samgele? I mean, I'm just here to visit my comrades. Um, why are you making a big deal of it? Indeed, former President Mbeki was very lax about uh, us and the whole hype that the media has been showing about his visit to the Free State. Uh, it's dating back to the historical context of Mbeki coming into the province, particularly knowing that this has been a Jacob Zuma stronghold province for a number of years since uh, that Polokwane conference and since the likes of Terale Kota, the likes of Dennis Bloom left and mm. went to the Congress of the People, the likes of Smasum Gonyama leaving the ANC, who coined that famous term to much struggle to the poor. And it tells you of the historical context of the African National Congress within the Free State Province. And now having the new sheriff in town and having the likes of Gungene Kisani, who were also at some point uh, right-hand men lieutenant of eight Makashule. In fact, Pisani was the, the provincial secretary at some point when Makashule was the chair. Mm. Pisani now heads the ANC presidency, led by uh, ANC President Sir Ramaphosa. We've got the likes of Mkuli Chitukwana, who was the provincial treasurer when Makashule was the chair. We have now all deflected and left the eight Makashule camp. We've got the likes of Pasega Mbondo, who is the coordinator of the IPC, who has also broken ranks with that particular core. Mm. And you've got a situation where Becky fundamentally believes that it does not mean when you are the ANC provincial chairperson or regional chairperson, you automatically become the premier or the, or the mayor within the local municipality. You've got a situation here in the free state where Cicinto Mbela is not the ANC provincial chairperson nor the convener but she sits in the top leadership structure of the IPC and is the premier of the province. Jordan Becky has always articulated and vouched for that it does not mean that on the virtue of you being the ANC president, you automatically become the president of the country. Mm. Hence, he contested in the 2007 Polokwane conference. These are some of the scenarios which he is now infusing within the African National Congress. And you've got some premiers who and provincial chairpersons like Kosamabuyan in the Eastern Cape who's saying that if we were up to him, he would not be the provincial chair and premier of the ANC. I know there are a number of people who are also contesting to be a mm. provincial chairperson of provinces who are saying that when I become chair, if I win, I will not necessarily want to be the premier of the province. Even when I'm nominated by the PEC, I will try by all means to decline it. Mm. So you've got Mbeki trying to force a renewal of the African National Congress. The irony though, here, which many people never speak about, and some are pretty like afraid to say, how can someone who was part and parcel of shocking divisions mm. within the ANC mm. be part of its renewal? Yeah. The ANC fractured under the leadership of Mbeki, yeah, Zuma, yeah. Halema Mutlante. Those yeah. same people are giving the renewal of the party. The irony is a paradox. And of course, I mean, I think also his governance or sharpened the contradictions inside of the alliance um, and the contradictions that undoubtedly emerged because the ANC had no longer just been a liberation movement or a political party out of power. Um, and of course, incumbency comes with certain dynamics. But, but some get it, there's something else I want us to unpack a bit more. And I think the point you make is spot on. But in addition to that, there's a big question mark, certainly on this debate, which is not a novel debate, around two centers of power. Um, and I'm quite interested, I guess, in the broader understanding of renewal. Um, what about having 
a full-time chairperson who is, isn't necessarily a premier of the province, otherwise occupied in you know, official government business. What about that would translate what? to or imply renewal? I mean, I'm just trying to understand that. Well, the issue of two centers of power, and I want to take it back uh, to your home province, the Pondu, mm. in the Eastern Cape. Sure. I know one of the contenders there to be the provincial chairperson is essentially saying that this issue of two centers of power does not exist. Mm. When he, if should he win the provincial conference, he would not want to be the premier of the province. Okay. And it tells you that this effort that Mbeki once tried to infuse within the ANC of uh, there being the issue of two centers of power, which was first raised in 2007 in Bolo which Mbeki basically says was coined to get rid of him as he wanted to contest, as he was contesting rather to come back as ANC president and not be president of the country. Remember that particular slate which had Dr. Zuma as the deputy president to former Sabo Mbeki. Many people have said she was going to effectively become the president of the country whilst Mbeki runs the affairs of the governing party. And it tells you that he is trying to force the ANC to review that particular decision which was taken in Pulukwane in 2007 in order to try and dissect and to desist the party from actually those who want to have their hands in the cookie jar and plunder the resources of the state and saying the cheapest way for them to do that is to win a provincial conference, mm. win a regional conference, be the chair, be the, the, be the provincial chair, which will ultimately, ultimately mean that you control the public person, the way that you are the, either the mayor or the other provincial chair, or you are the premier, rather. So Mbeki is trying to desist that. And just to look at how influential and Becky is in the current administration of the African National Congress mm. and the current National Executive Committee. Just go to this State of the Nation address of President Cyril Ramaphosa. Many people said that was like a State of the Nation address that would have been delivered by former President Mbeki, except the aspect why? of the African Renaissance and the African agenda, but which why? was not why? a why full force. And that is, it's, it's like that, Ayabongwa, because... <laughs> Mbeki is highly influential in this NEC, okay. highly influential to the current president mm. of the ANC. And you look at how Kosatu, you look at how the SACP mm. basically said it was a neoliberal state of the nation address with the president of the country standing and addressing the nation and in saying government does not create jobs, mm. the private sector does not create jobs. It basically points, you are an economic guru, you your book speaks extensively <laughs> about the economic trajectory <laughs> of the you, country you, and the mm. economic policy framework mm. of uh, various administrations. This basically tells you that, I don't want to say it like this, but quote, the 1996 class project, mm, okay. end of quote, okay. is back full force, and the commanders-in-chief mm. of that 1996 class project are back into the fold of the African National Congress. You look at how the likes of Kevin sure, Manuel sure, are influential. Sure, sure. You look at the likes of President Gordon, how they're influential. Mm. You look at the likes of Mbeki, how he's influential. You look at how Pumzilem Lambunduka, the former deputy president, yeah. is being reintroduced into the politics of the ANC and mm. the politics of the country. And it tells you that they've been out of power for a decade or so. Yeah. They're back gale. in power now. My reading... Uh, and I think I think you've made the point very well that uh, there's an ascendancy not just of the personalities but even the ideas that that 1996 class project would have ascribed to. But one of the other things, um, and certainly in my reading of how that history unfolded, that ended up happening after the introduction of Gear were these contradictions inside of the alliance, South African Communist Party and Kosatu, 
uh, and their role in the alliance. Uh, and you must remember their, their understanding of a minimum program of the alliance is a very statist exposition of economic policy in the Freedom Charter. Um, and, and, mm. and, and what is your sense now that there's this seeming consensus around, um, I guess, renewal being associated with a particular type of idea inside of the ANC? Do you think that's going to sharpen, I guess, the tensions that are already there uh, between, I guess, uh, the different alliance structures insofar as what happens when people go into government and the decisions they make? And also we've got the budget coming up soon, which might be another area of sharp contestation. It will sharpen contradictions. For instance, if you look at, at uh, Enoch Bodongwane and how President Ramaphosa basically fell flat and could not announce uh, the basic income grant of over a thousand rands, he stuck to the grant and fifty rands, which was rolled out during COVID-19. It tells you of the stark uh, ideological and economic differences that will persist going forward. You look at how President Cyril Ramaphosa does not speak from a leftist orientation within the African National Congress. You look at how he did not expand in the ANC's own documents of a developmental state. You look at how he could not reference the ANC's election manifesto, which says he will create so-and-so jobs mm. uh, over the years, which had been promised at a point in time where they promised a million jobs in about 2020, 2035 or 2030, which is also envisaged in the National Development Plan. Uh, you look at how the economic growth of the country is not, uh, it's growing at a very sluggish rate and not at the rate at which they'd wanted to grow. It also points out to how they've got no option, one may say, within the ANC, even those who may not be agreeing to the, to the economic trajectory that the current administration is pursuing and how most of them are so happy and so eager to see someone take it back within the ranks of the ANC but forget the very same reason why they got rid of him uh, back then in 2007, the likes of Blade and Zimande when they were screaming in the various mm. corners with Kosatu, the likes of Jalil Zimava, the dashing uh, gear, and saying that uh, this administration led yeah. by Mbeki is not centralized around the economic trajectory and the, and the economic framework mm. which is envisaged by the Freedom Charter and by the ANC. And look at the Ramaphosa administration. Yeah. Lead an ANC at a time where Kosatu is literally in its deathbed. Lead at a time where the SACP mm. is non-existent. It just has a general secretary who from time to time just goes on media platforms and says whatever yeah. he says and focuses on the past years of former President Jacob Zuma and does not critique mm. this current administration. In fact, we've got an SACP that uh, just says you welcome this, you welcome that, and does not critique <laughs> the current administration and does not have opinion pieces like how you used to have when Jeremy Cronin was there within the likes and the top ranks of the Russian Communist Party. So Silva Maposa leaves the ANC at a time where the alliance is dead. Non-existent. Hmm. Uh, Kosaki hardly ever says anything. When last did he hear Zingus Olofi speak? Hey, Samgel. Yeah, yeah. Look, man, I, I, I think just as you were speaking, uh, a scene came to my mind, um, and it was during the centenary year of the ANC in 2012, uh, when President, former President Jacob Zuma was set to deliver uh, a speech in Alwal North on Tabombik. Um, and I think I remember the SABC interviewed Pumulo Maswal at the time. He was the, uh, you know, chairperson of the ANC in the Eastern Cape. Um, and he said, you know, we're fine, you know, Comrade Mbeki, this, 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 this or the other. But that he also had his own failings, shortcomings and whatever. Fast mm. forward to that province, KZN, Free State, and I would imagine many others, um, starting to invite 
former President Mbeki as part of their own unity and renewal processes. Something that I guess isn't alarming because he's an ex-official member of the NEC and is, I guess, part of the you know Veterans League. Uh, so it's something, I guess, that might need to be institutionalized. But I'm just wondering, one, the about turn on a lot of issues insofar as this person is concerned, but also the role of other former presidents uh, of the uh, government, uh, you know, former President Mutlante, uh, former President Zuma as well. Um, and I guess the role of that elder layer in, I guess, uh, making inputs into this renewal and unity program. It just seems uh, that it's uh, only, I guess, certain people who are given that opportunity. You know, Ayabog, this fixation around renewal of the ANC, I always ask people, why would you ask the very same people who were at the center of the fragmentation of the ANC to lead its renewal? Kalama Mutlante is not in. The ANC fractured in the Secretary General. He was out in Peter Marsburg when Zuma was charged, saying that, yes, we will come to Zuma. Mm. You had Zuma fighting in Betty, Zuma trying to stop the so-called hyenas from accessing the cookie jar, was away for a period of a decade. After he was removed from the formation of COPE by people who supported him, Jacob Zuma, he fought in Betty, the ANC fractured when he was contesting in Betty. He and Cyril Ramaphosa are engaged in a war within the ANC. The ANC is fractured. There are two ANCs. So, these figures have been there all along with the SACP piggybacking on whichever dominant faction within the ANC. If they are not in favor of the, with that dominant faction, they will go and fight it. They don't demand the food Sabon Becky. They don't demand the food Zuma in his later years. It's a matter of time before yeah. the SACP breaks ranks with the incumbent you, ANC. You know what's scary? Starting from the statements of Alex yeah. Mashilo yesterday. Mm, mm. So it's a perpetual cycle but it's the very same individuals who divided and fragmented the party who must now lead its renewal. How does that exist? It's one faction getting rid of another faction. After 10 years of this dominant faction, mm. that old faction will come back again. It's a perpetual cycle within the ANC. Last one, Samgela, before cancer. I let you go, man. Last one before I let you go. I mean, I think the point you're raising is some of the issues that uh, many people in Kwasato and the SACP have been raising around the reconfiguration of the alliance. Uh, and the sense that, um, you know, it can't just be people are marshaled as voting fodder without any reciprocity. And uh, two instances where clearly, I guess, that reciprocity was not on display. The one is the 2018 uh, collective agreements in the public service. The second one is, I guess, this whole idea around fiscal consolidation and what COSADU and the SACP, as you say, have come out against. Um, and I wonder whether or not we might be entering the terrain where the fight, as you were saying, Blaine Zamanda, Fortum Becky, so and so forth, that the fight might be against those issues rather than personalities. I mean, do you foresee that or are we, are we back now, I guess, uh, where we might have been Stalin Boss 2002, awaiting that uh, particular conference and how that might unfold? The reality of it, Ibonga, is that the current administration is very close to capital. The current administration realizes that you cannot build a developmental state without their assistance. Of capital, mm. you look at how China has been able to build its economy, its working collaboration with the private sector. The reality of it, the ANC's uh, ideological and leftist-leaning ideology, not rather the ANC, the, the alliance's ideological and left-leaning uh, communist socialism ideas, may not work in South Africa, particularly when you've got an ANC government which is uh, largely cent- central 
and not right, far left. They are mm. neutral, if one may say. They are, they are there in order to they say they are a broad church. They are capitalists, they are communists, they are socialists within their ranks. Largely right now the ANC is dominated by capitalists whom are there to try and make sure that they minimize as much of the state's influence over government and over the long-term longevity and economic trajectory of the country. You look at how SOEs have crumbled over the years, which were meant to be part of that developmental state, but they were hollowed out and looted out by private sector business people and even those respected uh, private sector companies like KPMG, mm. who were part and parcel of uh, the state capture project. You've seen some of the banks that have been involved in and have been uh, reported on. You've looked at how some of the companies have been flagged now by the Western Cape government or participation within the state capital project. And it essentially tells you that the private sector at all material times will always be positively or negatively involved in developmental of the state, whether in a good or in a bad way. Mm. Currently, they have opened up their balance sheets. They have uh, promised up of over a billion, over a trillion rand into the African economy. Not the first time they've done that too. economic compact, but we've not seen exactly. the material fruits mm. of that investment. Not the first time, Samgele. I think, um, you know, there's this debate of an investment strike um, is not effectively only one of the private sector. I mean, look at some of our own SOEs who have effectively over the last half decade been on an investment strike as well. Uh, and it just complicates things somewhat. Um, but I think a lot of what you're mentioning, just as we wrap up uh, Samgele, will play itself out into many of the key milestones we're going to see in this year, 2022, for the African National Congress. Just your parting reflections on that, and I guess what uh, you anticipate uh, as uh, many convenings are happening now, regional, uh, what is into regional general meetings, right up, I guess, into uh, many of the conferences that we might see at a provincial level. The reality is the December conference of the African National Congress is the December conference for the uh, the, the homecoming of former President uh, Thabo Mbeki within the ANC ranks. One will assume that uh, since he's been so involved within the ANC structures, he will definitely be part of the policy conference, the National General Council of the ANC, which will be combined later on in June this year. He will definitely be part of the conference of the ANC which um, pretty much looks set to be the second term of ANC President Cyril Raposa, looking at the pronunciations coming from the regions in Limpopo, coming from the likes of Oskamaboya and Baba Lomantizela in the Eastern Cape. From KwaZulu-Natal, where they don't have a presidential candidate of their own, they are most likely to endorse Cyril Raposa for a second term. You've got uh, done in field within the Northern Cape province of Zamanso. So Cyril Raposa will pretty much cruise into his second term, and it will pretty much entrench uh, the capitalist reign within the African mm. National Congress. And Kosatu will continue oh. crying foul in the mountains with uh, the SACP of Blading the Monday, which pretty much brings nothing to their line. They want a reconfigured alliance, but what are the SACP numbers? Yeah. What are they bringing to the table? You and I need to talk maybe off air because the SACP is also uh, has its own <laughs> National Congress this year. And uh, yeah, Blading the Monday since 1998. The general secretary of the party, and uh, I, I don't know. Oh, by the way, he may be coming back. Huh? He may be coming back. Samgel. Uh... Samgel, so cool, my lawyer. So punga. So punga. Over that one. Over that one. As long as I'm cool, Yo, seven minutes it is after 8 p.m. 1998. I'm going to go 98. I'm going to go 24.
mtu ka 1998 yeah hey new year 